Hey, did you know that Darian and Grant were actually the first friends of this friend group? Did you know that I wasn't even Noah's first Asian friend somehow? Did you know Clarence wasn't friends with anybody and was actually a hillbilly before all of this? Our past would have never predicted this future, but I predict this episode will be a great one with the Casually Spiritual Network. This is the Momentum Pod. You know, that's actually a really hard part for me to record um, or to at least like write down whenever I do it. Well, um, it's clever every time you do it. I'm not going to lie. It's like a I sales pitch. Honestly. I appreciate it. I'm going to be the best real estate broker one day if I make a brokerage. Sorry, but we're not here to talk about real estate. Um, <laughs> and no, I'm not a real estate agent, but I am your host, Alex Angapai. Let me introduce my best friends in the world. All the way from Nashville, Tennessee, I got Darian McClendon. Good morning, Moffat. <laughs> is Moffat Arkansas or Oklahoma? It's Oklahoma, uh, I thought, bro. I thought that was Arkansas. <laughs> it's it's gross either way. No offense if you're from Moffat, please keep listening. But I think you know that too. Uh, all the way, though, it may be Oklahoma. Speaking of Arkansas, from Fort Smith, Arkansas, I got Clarence Simpson. Hey, what's going on? Miss y'all. Love y'all. Who are you talking to? The audience. No, you don't even know them. Um... All the way here, down the road in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I have Noah Shock. For show, for show. <laughs> I hate you I think, so I think, much. I think that could be a winner. I think that could be it, Noah. <laughs> wait, that's my wait. thing. That's the point. That's my thing. That's my thing. <laughs> it's because it's not funny. <laughs> Noah, you a bandwagon. I'm it's because it's wait. not funny. <laughs> it's a lot better than last podcast's introduction. I am we, down the clown, bro. Okay, oh, never God. mind. Yeah, stick with the show. And <laughs> down the hallway, my roommate, best friend, Grant Geisbauer. How's it going? <clears throat> See, I like that, Grant. Keep it simple. I think you figured it out. I think that's your thing. I think that's your thing for this pod. Which, you know what, Grant? You know what else is your thing? Having news. And you know what? I'm not going to trick you into Sarah facts this week. I will let you right now. What is your Sarah fact for this episode? Sarah and I as of this past Saturday, are now engaged. Woo! We're not, do not clap. Do not clap. That's going to mess up the audio. You can leave that <laughs> in, David. But everybody, congratulations. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out, Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. Y'all aren't excited for Grant being engaged? Clarence and Noah? Y'all oh, just yes. No, I'm excited. I'm, you have, I'm already texting this Grant. bachelor party. Overwhelmed. We've all texted him. Oh, you just think you're the best man? Yes. Clarence said interesting. <laughs> I, did say, <laughs> I did say interesting. Uh, you're terrible. It's a good thing Clarence didn't call me a bandwagon. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. <laughs> you were thing, in, You did have the same room as him where Darian mm, got engaged. That's true. Same that's bedroom. true. Which, which Darian is trying to pitch. That's the engagement room. But like the other room, both roommates are also married from the other room. Well, look, the point is it's it's not your room. I, I was going to – I think, <laughs> I yeah, the bottom line is you need to get out of that room. Like, <laughs> my bottom line is why that room – like, I could, why can't I just, you know, go in Jordan's room right now? Do it. Maybe, maybe the secret is the, is the bathroom. Maybe it what? is me. Maybe I just don't want to be engaged right now. That's oh. a big commitment. It is a big commitment. I got it commitment is a big commitment. Don't we all – no, that's actually just Clarence. Clarence has huge commitment issues. Yeah. Shout out. That brings us to our next point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bro, I don't, don't have me like this. <laughs> I don't want to roast, but it, it is fun. Grant being engaged. I will say it's like one of the, like definitely one of your most everybody's engagement stuff is always super popular. But I think for Grant, it's like a big thing coming just because like we're not going to dive deep dive. But like Grant in the past, like has been in like he was like hurt sometimes not by like women but just like people were mean to grant so i think to see him on top and on this victory i'm very happy for him so it's a good time but like speaking of the past we don't have to go into grants but i think this episode i do want to focus on the past at least like our childhoods and maybe like our junior high so i want to throw it back i want to theme this episode like kind of a nostalgia nostalgia or nostalgia episode nostalgia-esque q80s electro music Oh, 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 oh,
up is like our old hobbies. Um, Clarence is one that at least sticks with his hobbies, at least like through TV, because like your current stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. Clarence is currently watching Pokemon. Yeah, I'm re I'm watching uh, Pokemon Journeys right now, and honestly, it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. So it's bringing back that nostalgia. Sometimes I go into like moods and I just watch Pokemon like all day for the next week or three. So. Because <laughs> you just finished Digimon. Yeah, I just finished Digimon, so now I'm in the Pokemon, and then I'll probably go back to Yu-Gi-Oh within the year, and then I'll go back to Digimon, and then back to Pokemon. So that's just life. I can't actually finish Digimon or Pokemon like a single episode anymore. Why? Why? I don't know. Like it's one of those things. If it's just better left like in my nostalgic memories, but like if I watch the Pokemon movies, like they're more serious, and I liked those a little bit more. Okay, but, see, I can I can rewatch the Pokemon movies like all day. Like that stuff's you like, so have. good. I d- yeah, no, I do. I have Pokemon them saved in my hard drive. I saw it in theaters, and I still uh, remember that. I saw those in theater. I had the yeah. VHSs too. Yeah. I think I need to go back and watch Digimon uh, for clarity because in my head I can't piece the show together. I yeah, just I remember either. like the off-brand Charmander, and then there was like an angel fighting it. Um, so in my head, the show doesn't make sense. So I need but to go like, back and connect those dots. Okay, so fun fact: it's not even like um, an off-brand Pokemon. So at the time, Pokemon came out as just a game, but before that, Digimon was actually an off-brand a Tamagotchi. Like, they were more, like, fighting-based Tamagotchis. And then that got picked up for a TV show. So they were separate entities, but since they both ended in Mon, people were like, oh, this is just the off-brand of that. But they were really separate. Digimon was not trying to off-brand Pokemon. Um, and sorry, I guess, Noah, were you just not into this? Like, what was your nostalgia then, since you have nothing to add to this? I, Yeah, I really wasn't into it then. Uh, I do all the same stuff I did when I was, like... A child back then, like I still like sugar butter toast. I eat Hold that on. today. <laughs> what? That's what it is. Sugar butter toast, dude, is good. I, I still you just make toast. butter toast and then add sugar. You toast it and then you put the butter on. You microwave the butter so it melts and you add the sugar. Wait, why would you go from toasting to microwaving? Well, you microwave. The microwave is for the butter, and you only do it for like ten seconds so that the butter kind of melts into the toast, and then you add the sugar. See, my dad made cinnamon toast, and he put, like, cinnamon and sugar on it and the butter all at once and put it in the mm. oven. But, like, it that's, sounds very similar. I just that's skipped the microwave step. I still do chocolate milk. I got whole milk, chocolate, uh, your, your Hershey's chocolate syrup. Get the spoon out. Best way to do it. Syrup. Syrup. Chocolate syrup. I almost said, I almost said chocolate sauce. <laughs> so I, I accidentally called it that. I guess the only other thing at the time, though, with Pokey – that was act that weren't an off brand but was fighting Pokemon. It was like Yu Gi Oh, like Yu Gi Oh cards. Did uh, Clarence know? Did y'all have Yu Gi Oh cards, or was that okay, just me during the grant? I was no. pretty into Yu Gi Oh. I mean, I'm pretty bro. sure the whole world had Yu Gi Oh cards. Uh, <laughs> honestly, Dude. my parents wouldn't let me have Yu Gi Oh cards because they were like, "No, that's of the devil." So I'd be like, <laughs> "Okay," but like I, everyone had a like I had a collection underneath my bed, and yep. yeah. Dude, I, mm. I don't know if y'all remember the movie that came out in theater, but they handed out like. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like special ones yeah. for the movie. Mm. I got I the got Blue go. Eyes Shining Dragon. I, I had to go three times to this stupid movie to get that card. What? You, so you saw it three, three times? Yes, just to get the card. I wanted so to your dad paid a minimum of like $21 for you to no. get that Yu-Gi-Oh card. Now this is a key factor of why sometimes having divorced parents is nice because you can kind of keep trying the same tactic on each parent, and I had four of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I just oh no 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 no! You I didn't go them. to try to get. You wanted it multiple times. I it took divorce three times flex. to get one. Divorce flex. <laughs> I remember my mom took me. I think my dad took me, and I'm pretty sure my stepdad even took me once. Like I don't know how I got him to say yes, but he did because he, he wanted the card. Well, see, my parents are also divorced, and they both said no. So, <laughs> yeah, I got double the still, no. Uh, my mom was still reeling from having to sit through Pokemon 2000 when I was a kid, so she was not letting me go to Yu-Gi-Oh. Do you yeah, think? My dad told me we'd go after he got the milk. <laughs> Damn, no. Dad, he brought it back. He brought that back. I can't. Real OGs understand that joke. Uh, shout out to episode one of the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I remember, like, me and Taven, shout out the cousin, uh, would go to Books a Million because they had 
every Saturday morning they had Yu-Gi-Oh card tournaments for playing yeah. and trading. And if the fact that y'all could have been there and like we just didn't know each other, you know, like think I about was there, that for sure. I was like there. we were there, like that's I used crazy. To walk there. Wait, hold on. Speaking of nostalgia, wouldn't Hastings have done that? No, it was I, Books Millions. It was, it Hastings, was only Hastings did Pokemon. Uh, yeah, Hastings had their. The they best. would have their own random things, and they would have. I think they had them like Friday nights. Hmm. Um. Though I feel like speaking, you know, Grant. This is gonna come out with Grant's mom. At least Grant's parents. Not only did they like, you know, she had to sit through Pokemon. Do you think maybe she took that anger out on Yu-Gi-Oh? No, it wasn't my mom. It was my dad. <gasps> Al, shout out number two, Al Quinn. What did Al Quinn do to you now? <laughs> All right. This is a little bit of story time. You're, you're going to get a little bit of airtime from Grant right now. So back when I was at, I think it was second grade, um, one of the teachers would allow my friends to play the Pokemon cards at recess. The other one would not. So the second one took their cards away at recess. And I, in my mind, I was like, well, that's wrong. And I want friends. So I'm going to go swipe those Pokemon cards out of her desk at lunchtime <laughs> and give them back to my friends and be a hero. Well, yeah. I learned that stealing was wrong that day, and my dad <laughs> called me into the living room after, like, all Wait, day. Wait, did you get caught? No, I didn't get caught. I got snitched on after I freaking got it back for him. Oh. So you okay. got caught. <laughs> but I didn't get caught. <laughs> okay, so, so either way, Al finds out. Yeah, so I've been sitting in my ho- house all day, like, you know, Nintendo 64 is unplugged, like, Basically, I got told I could read or stare at a wall by my mom until my dad got home. And then my dad says, son, bring out all your Yu-Gi-Oh cards into the living room. And there's a fire going. I was like, oh, okay. Um. Oh, no. And my dad, I pull out my favorite card at the time, which was Blue Eyes White Dragon. I still remember this. And he says, what does that card say? I said, Blue Eyes White Dragon. And my dad snatches it out of my hand and then throws it into the fireplace. Keep in mind, I had probably a good solid, I would imagine, two to three hundred Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I had to read every single title of all of them, and my dad burned all of what? them. What? Yes. I so. didn't know that part. I just thought he grabbed them. And I never threw. stole anything. What's the name of this card? Karibo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never calling him Algonquin that's again. Trump. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. <laughs> See, like, y'all are all scared of my mom, but, like, when my dad's actually mad, it's terrifying. Yo, oh Al's going to no, – next time you see Al Noah, he's going to snatch your phone, write his name, be like, Noah, what's this say? <laughs> Al, Al, Al Quinn, and he throws your phone in the fire. Okay, so let me let me tell you the, after, um, the aftermath of that story. Were that you, were you at you. school at the time? Like, D- Darian, you knew this happened and stuff, yeah. No, no, no. This th- That story must have Grant, gave Grant PTSD or something, okay? So Grant comes over to my house. We had just became friends at Bonneville, all right, and – I was like, you know what? I'm going to invite this dude over to my house. He likes Yu-Gi-Oh. I like Yu-Gi-Oh. We are changing cards. You know what I mean? I think the movie had just came out. So, like, Grant had the cards. Like, a couple pieces of Exodia here and there. I had a couple pieces here and there. So, we were trying to match them up. Anyways, this dude comes to my house. We're in the living room for, like, five minutes. I got my binder in my hand. He's got his binder in his hands. So we're about to go compare. Uh-huh. Grant yeah. cannot wait. Um, and he's got like this look in his eye from his parents. They did something evil to him. He's like, Hey, come over here real quick. Pulls me over to the kitchen. He's like, bro, let's go in the back room so we can play Yu-Gi-Oh and cuss. <laughs> <laughs> this is like third grade. I'm like, bro, who hurt you, bro? Like, why do we got to go cuss and play Yu-Gi-Oh cards? <laughs> now I understand why. exactly how that went, but uh, that's oh a good telling God. of that story. And drink Dr. Pepper. Oh, my I, gosh. I've I heard didn't this know. story, but I didn't I know, know the context. That story was related to Yu-Gi-Oh card. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think you I did know. miss a punchline, though, because I did. we were already in your room, I think, and I was like, hey, shut the door. And you were like, why? And I was like, so we can cuss. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know those stories were related all these years. That's oh great. Oh, my gosh. Oh it just got so much better. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm trying to remember the timeline because I know that my collection was burned by this point. But I know I got some more later in life after I guess I had learned my lesson in my parents' mind. But maybe I was just like like having halfing Darian's deck at that point. I don't know. Oh, they weren't banned. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. That's been too long ago. 
I remember we had like as kids, would your parents randomly ban stuff? Like I know like David is one of these. Shout out producer David. Anybody know Clarence, do you know what he's done? What? David? Yeah, our audio producer. Do you have any fun facts about him? Oh yeah, fun fact. Uh he definitely produced obviously we know Jesus is King, but he also produces he's working on a track with Travis Scott right now, actually. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah little, keep an eye out for that. Shout out for that. Uh, you're basically his manager. I'm basically his manager. Oh, <laughs> no. <and> also, <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, never mind, never mind. <laughs> um, but like difference though, like he couldn't watch Rugrats. He was one of those kids that couldn't watch Rugrats. And I knew other. I thought that was weird until I found out like other kids weren't like that was the only show. I remember one of our friends. You say it's because their parents thought it would um it wouldn't like trick them or support them like breaking things and being rebellious children even though they were babies no i agree with that completely my kids will not be watching tv until they're at least 16 then they can watch tv clarence you're probably gonna make them watch tv when they're like two you're probably gonna make them be like that's naruto uzumaki can you say (laughs) uzumaki (laughs) hey let's be honest they ain't even gonna call me dad they're just gonna call me uh sensei bro But uh, other stuff on TV, that does make me think of, like, old commercials uh, of, like, products. You remember? Because, like, it would come on and you'd see it and you'd be like, okay, the next time it comes on, I got to grab my parents. You're like, hey, hey, can we get this? Look, look, look. Like, it's like the stuff, like, you can do in the car. Be like, we drive in the car. And that's me. Like, for kids age, you know, five and up. I'm seven. We can get that. But different stuff. Um and I remember, like, some of the cellular things, like moon shoes. I always wanted moon shoes. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> I don't know how they tricked me into wanting those as a kid. They seem awful. <laughs> like, they don't seem enjoyable, like, even a little bit now. No. Stuff that makes you jump high? You think you got that nice of a vertical now? It didn't even make you jump high, though, It did make thing. you jump higher. You just, like, were springy. It was like jumping on a bed in place. <laughs> I... Did anybody ever manage to get their parents or, you know, I guess in Darren's case, grandparents, awkward. Oh, my gosh. Noah's his multiple parents. One just came back to my mind. What? I got my parents to, I don't know if y'all remember this. It was like this water balloon slingshot. And it would launch a water balloon like 200 yards or something. Like, that's what it was for. And I convinced my dad that, like, I got, I lined it up correctly where he saw it and he thought it was cool and we got one. I, I remember that, actually. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. It freaking launched water balloons, and they hurt if they hit you, too. Bad. It was hysterical. I remember that. Noah's dad getting him that just makes more sense why Noah has all the random crap, like the bow that he used to shoot at people outside of his house. (laughs) Bro, that thing's real. He was doing that in high school, bro. That stuff's messed up. (laughs) Imagine if 16-year-old Noah shot a water balloon into your car. (laughs) For 200 yards, like if he saw you down the street shooting a water balloon at you. It, I'm just going to tell you right now, it would not have been a water balloon. It would have had something else in it. So I don't know what. Codename Kids Next Door stuff. Bro. Hey, that is a codename. That, that show no, that, used to slap, bro. That was a show. Bro. That was so good. Battle Ready Armor. That's the only item I remember from that show is Battle Ready Armor. I remember the little gun they had that was like was a magnet and two two by fours and they pulled the trigger it would just like slap somebody. I remember that. Rainbow <laughs> monkeys. Y'all remember Rainbow monkeys? Rainbow oh, monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember there was like the Dragon Ball Z reference where number four turns into Super Saiyan and fights. <laughs> yeah. Like Frieza. Speaking of which, Yo, I've been rewatching Dragon sassy. Ball Z lately. It's been great. Which one? Just Dragon Ball Z. Just Dragon Ball Z. I've got them on Blu-ray. All right, go off. Hey. King. Whenever, like, we were in school, was Dragon Ball Z, was that only Toonami, or was it on after school sometimes? Toonami sure was, was only Toonami. I mean, no, no Toonami, that was Magoozy. But Toonami switched around. Sometimes it was Magoozy. Like, oh, when we were kids. Sometimes it'd be at night. No, Alec, I think you might be right. Yeah, Code Lyoko was on, like, right after school. I remember but that was like that. that was, like, fourth grade oh, on, pre-fourth grade. It was, you know, because it was cartoon, was and then it would be animated. Bro, let me tell you my sequence of events. That would happen after school. I would walk home. I would grab some Cheez-Its. I'd watch an episode of Totally Spies because I had feelings for all three of them. <laughs> I watch I think there was an episode of Kolioko. And then uh, I don't know what I did after that. Sorry, I got so excited. But Kolioko became part of the after school tradition. I know exactly yep. what you're talking about. 
Totally Spies did slap, though. I mean, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I can't I this definitely is a safe did place. not. I was definitely one of those guys. I'm not watching. Winks Club came on once. I was like, heck no. Clarence? Hey, what y'all know about Powerpuff Girls? Okay, we all watched that. And we all Jojo, did. Jojo. Facts. I don't know how much time we have left on this subject, but no, I'm going to just don't. throw this out there. Um, while I was on my honeymoon last year, um, <laughs> I know Powerpuff Girls came on, and I could not even focus on my new marriage because they rebooted the show, <laughs> and there's just a fourth Powerpuff Girl that's older than all of them, and she's black, and her name is Bliss. <laughs> it's just so random. Like, Where did Professor Utonium live before Townsville? And they have like a whole backstory you research and everything that she was right. made before. Yeah, they didn't tell us that Professor Utonia moved to Townsville from Harlem, bruh. I just feel like, and also making her black made it I'm be dead. like, yo, I didn't want like a. This is gonna be good. It's like he didn't want a black daughter, or like was there a reason she was gone, like Captain Marvel or something? It no explanation. Like she was too powerful, so she had to go to this island. But the whole time she was getting groomed. Oh my gosh, this is. What? Oh my gosh. She was getting groomed by uh, him, like the uh, like the transgender Satan guy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I what? That. Bro, yo, Powerpuff Girls is woke. Wait, wasn't that person's name her? No, no it, was it was him. him. It was oh, him. was it him? Yo, I that show remember. is so woke. Wait, Dang. that do be woke. Hold up. I don't up. even remember it now. They was talking about it in the 90s, bro. Hey. It's weird. Um, though, did y'all, so did y'all eat lunch after school or just like a snack? Was that part of your routine? I always had like an actual meal. Oh, I, had I, had snack. I had a snack Bruh. and then dinner at like yeah. six, seven. I think part of it, I guess, yeah, that makes sense because we would have full lunches at school. Speaking of school lunch, like why is that the only place I can get like square pizza? You can get it, like, at, that's, uh, you can get you can get it at Walmart. Wait, you can get it at Domino's, can't you? But that style, only if you get it flatbread, but like the same school pizza, it's not the best, but like there's something nostalgic about that. And especially when they made it like a flatbread, that was good. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Yes, I, I like my, like, okay, that made it so good is it was chewy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all going to think cheese. I'm disgusting. Yeah, bro, that stuff, like, I'd be smacking on that. Uh. <laughs> Y'all are disgusting. Yeah, I that's awesome. school pizza. Tough. I did I think though, I that liked is, it. It, it. I like the flatbreads. I think though the square school pizza is what made me start not liking pizza because I thought I was like, if this is pizza and this is what they're putting out into the world, I don't want this. The sauce had a texture. <laughs> Why does the sauce have a texture? It should just be sauce. So Yo, did the cheese. But you know what went good with cheese at school? Chris Medora's, which you can't hey, get I can anywhere. Get that. Mm, Yo, let's... okay, so Clarence's girlfriend, shout out. Uh, shout out to Sierra. Her mom is like a nutritionist for uh, public school. And when she was here last weekend, I was like, yo, you need to get me that crispadora recipe. So, Sierra, if you're listening, you still got to text me that recipe, girl. What's oh, that? okay. <laughs> I was like, you've been came through. sitting on that? So, no, I'll, to be continued. We'll pick back up next episode and I'll tell Clarence, you. Clarence, were you a crispadora guy? Or you brought your. You did like both. You would bring your lunch or you'd buy something. I would. I sometimes brought my lunch, uh, mainly just to get some snacks that I couldn't get in the lunch line. But like majority of the time, I get them chicken tendies, bro. Chicken Whoa. baskets. Yes, sir. Oh, bro, that stuff was good. I think. I, I think every all the guys have a fond memory of your first like junior high and even high school lunch. You walk in, you're like, wait, all these fries, chicken strips, Bruh. and this roll for like, was it three bucks or five bucks? It's like. I don't know, bro, but it's cheap. <laughs> it was three twenty-five. Because <laughs> you would be asking buddies, yo, you got one quarter, yo, get me one quarter, and I can make it. Honestly, but, though, yeah, that's it. But you ask like ten people for quarters. Boy, please I, give me a quarter. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have chicken baskets until like ninth grade when I started selling bubble gum for a quarter a piece. <laughs> Such a good like return on investment, dude. Did it? Honestly, I'm sure. You guys remember Holid? I'm pretty sure he sold gum for a full year and got an Xbox with like the the quarters. No, it was Reese. Reese did it. He did Reese it off did of mowing. Yeah, mowing yards and selling Holid gum. Always sold them. I bought Black Ops with gum money. <laughs> Dang, Sheesh. that's Yo, impressive, honestly, man. Honestly, if if school taught us anything, it taught us how to be like side hustlers you know what i'm saying like entrepreneurs. I, entrepreneurs well my side hustle was selling pencils but my real hustle was school it was mainly hustling me but like 
Uh, <laughs> I was How selling pencils. How much did you hustle in school, Clarence? What you mean, bro? I've been hustling since I was a baby. I had no ethic. Work ethic. I'm a hustler, baby. Yeah, I'm a... <laughs> I think, though, if we, like, take that, like, selling gum as, like, our our guideline on how to be entrepreneurs we definitely had a lot of like misconceptions as who we were going to be as adults because like i could sell gum i could be an entrepreneur and now that we're adults a lot of misconceptions are very off like for an example like talking about food the number one thing as an adult that we understand now is like hey mom can we get mcdonald's on the way and like what's the answer that we all got you got mcdonald's money (laughs) And the other one, bro. Facts. You got we gas. Got, money? We have better. <laughs> we got better food at home. We got food at home. But <laughs> the worst part is that's so true. But like, we don't have mom telling us that. Like, we gotta tell ourselves that in the car. Like, you yep. gotta drive by and be like, no, I got I got chicken strips in the in the microwave at home. <laughs> Honestly, I think I it's opposite for me. Like now that I like my parents said that so much, now I'm just like, yeah, no one to tell me I can't get it now. And then <laughs> Same way. I'll just stop and get it. But then I get home and I'm like, why did I buy that? <laughs> <laughs> why did I, why did, did I spend 250 bucks on food, but I went out? <laughs> the and best I'm, part about being an adult is just like, you can be sitting on the couch and there is nothing stopping you from going out and buying cake and just eating it. Like when you're a kid, what, you have cake four times a year, five maybe? Honestly. As an adult, you can buy cake every day if you want to. That's that was so different true. at my dad's house. There, used to, there always used to be chocolate cake on lock. I hate Noah. Noah's Noah, life is not even what real. In the, the this whole episode has been Noah flexing. <laughs> now y'all know while I was over there every week. <laughs> it was you, chocolate was cake, Cheez-Its. Grape soda and ginger ale and glass bottle coke and Shasta. Let's not forget uh, the Shasta. Uh, <laughs> Yo, if, if, if I nostalgia. still went over Noah's house as much as I did now as I did in high school, I have to report it on my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> taxes are a thing as an adult that yeah. like I don't. That mind. They don't teach you that in high school though. Mm-hmm. Oh, you one of those people that like teach it, Clarence? But would you pass? Would kids pass? They say that they should teach us how to live life, but like. Could kids pass those classes that teaches them how to like rent a car and build your credit? Because they're like they're barely learning. Like Clarence, you barely pass a class. Oh dang, I feel like I'm gonna roast them. But like, where you gotta make an omelet in a bag? Are you gonna oh, do fine oh, oh, at a I tax class? I barely pass that class. That's the only class I did pass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so before you roast me on my omelet making skills, how about you learn about the other classes? Like, I still cook an omelet in a bag. I don't use the division stuff anymore. Oh, that's facts. Yeah, I don't really know the correct term for it, so I said division stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Long if you division. Can't, if you Long can't division. figure out algebra one, what makes people think they can figure out which forms are correct on their taxes and what to like make for as a deduction? That's what YouTube's for. You just gotta fi- you figure it out when you're like 21. You're like, oh, let's go to YouTube. That's what I do. Yo, I remember in high school, somebody. I was trying to be that like super ahead kid. You know what I mean? Like the super woke. Like yeah. we're never gonna use this stuff. And so I asked my teacher, I was like, yo, Mr. Thrower, realistically, when am I ever going to use this, what we're learning right now? When am I going to need this? And he goes, on the test next week. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, well, you got me, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's true. No, being adult is a lot different. But the thing is, it's good that we changed um, over time. Um, When we were kids at – so it sounds like we actually took the conversation and just kept growing up. I like this. We're growing up. Um, how we change into our teens and as adults, uh, we all definitely have a better mouth. We have, you know, we don't, some of us don't like struggle with cussing. Um, I don't know if anybody Who are you does. looking at, Alec? I have no <laughs> idea. Who are you referring to? I, I definitely I don't, don't know struggle. who looking at. I don't struggle. All right. That's one thing. And that's not like a flex because I think that's one. This is a whole conversation, but, you know, we have to have grace and remember that word grace but we have to have grace for people that different struggles like you know there's a difference in some guys legitimately at least they've reported me and people call it Myers but like porn isn't as much of a problem for them but maybe they have different issues with like you know greed or they have different issues with pride whereas some of us like don't have pride issues some of us do have pride issues and they'll admit it um but you know they don't deal with cussing or anything like that no darian i looked at you that time because darian's <laughs> number one argument for different stuff is i don't know i got pride issues <laughs> <Is that accurate? laughs> remember that meme i sent earlier this week was uh uh 
whenever you give advice to your friend, but then you say, I don't know, pray about it though, so I don't hurt their feelings. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's literally how Darian ends all the advice is, I don't know, pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which we pray. Do you feel like you pray better now as an adult just because you pray longer or more, or do you think you say better prayers, or is it about the same? I um, pray I'm shorter as an adult than I did as a kid. Really? Mine's about the same, yeah. I think. I'd, I'm kind of agree with Darian. Yeah, I'm, I'm more concise, and I, I guess I talk. A, well, when I pray, like <laughs> if it's just me, like, honestly, if it's just me and God, like if I need to talk, I'll talk or I'll journal. But I don't know. When I was younger, I didn't realize the listening part was as important, you know, Ooh, and just like oh, it's really spiritual here. This is theological. I remember Grant was one of the first few to like you know, praying tongues and like, we didn't get it. And we didn't understand. We're like, yo, Grant really up in there though. Like doing this tongues thing. And now we're just like all on that boat, which I guess we know where this podcast stands on that. If you don't, but I remember Grant was was like, we bandwagon Grant, I guess on that part about tongues. So you can feel proud on that one, buddy. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get some texts on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Hey, at this point, y'all talk about that. Can you, can you divulge that in the next episode? No. Define just gonna... tongues and when is it appropriate? And how do you really know? <laughs> We're not <laughs> going to make that a t- worship proper. Talk to your pastor about it. All right, <laughs> our pastor also does. So, um, but that leads us. You know, as we were teens, as we were adults, you know, I think people understand momentum. At least all the friends we have now, and I think they're like, "Oh, that's cool." Like even my tattoo. When I explain it, I think that's fun. And we and I think sometimes we even sell like how great momentum was. But I, I think we didn't really also understand that people didn't like momentum as much as we like momentum. Like other leaders have said how they didn't like us, apparently. Did anybody feel that or know that? Uh, Every yeah. day. <laughs> Every day. Because I think it was also during like the phase where we would jump people. That was so much fun. Good times. That was, that so was good funny. times. Best moment of my life is what I watched. But then, like, when somebody would actually start swinging back, everybody would scatter, and it would just be one person getting, like, tackled by somebody. Or someone like uh, jumps Clarence. Clarence. Clarence Bro, that was the worst thing ever. (laughs) Okay, so for context, what jumping was is literally what it sounds like. We'd be at church after service, and we would see a random student, and you would just pick them out, and one person will walk to them, and then that person jumps on them, and then the whole youth group would jump that person, like, and just get them to the ground. Adult, kids, it didn't matter. And then Clarence. The so goal Clarence, was to steal their shoes. Yeah, that the goal was to steal their Were shoes. Were you there for the Clarence story, Darian? Yeah. Do you think you Bro. can explain it or should Clarence explain it? <laughs> yeah, so like like Alex said, we would jump people. Um, so there was this guy, um, like ex-Marine, super jacked, looks like a more buff Chris Hemsworth. Um, like you, he's no lie. Just, he's like a tank. You don't want to mess with this guy. This man so was huge. We were just like, yo, Clarence. You go start the process on Adam. <laughs> You're the strong, I'll like, follow like you. Clarence had athleticism at the time. Like, yeah, Clarence, he, you jump on his back. We'll come behind, sweep the legs. We'll grab him, <laughs> steal his shoes, and run off. So Clarence is like, all right, all right, all right. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Clarence runs up behind this man, grabs him by the shoulders, and none of us went. <laughs> none of us followed him. Bro, this I remember making full, eye contact like, with everyone. Say like, no, we're full, not doing this. Like Brazilian jiu-jitsu flip over his shoulder, like puts his elbow in his chest, and is just like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And like, <laughs> all you see is Clarence's legs. <laughs> they were straight up. I've never he seen somebody up. go upside down so fast. <laughs> Bro, I, like all I remember was jumping, and the next thing I know, I'm literally about to die with a fist in my face. <laughs> like, I was so shocked. Is the thing? Oh my gosh, I will never forget that. I, I remember like, times though. I, I saw. I remember like uh, when I, we were running up. Like I remember making eye contact with Joaquin. Like, yeah, we're not going. <laughs> like, Bro, what, like Clarence is like five feet away, and I remember looking at Cla- <laughs> or Joaquin. We, and we made were, like, eye contact. Nah. I looked back and y'all were running with me. Yeah. And I was like, Bet. and then I jump oh on the. I didn't even touch his shoulders. Is the thing he grabbed me mid air and threw me. Oh, oh shit! Like I'm pretty sure he's built out of 90 degree angles. He's just straight block. <laughs> yeah, I was built not oh block. My gosh. And so it's stuff like that that I hope people don't like hold against us. You know, tagging different stuff like that. Um, we're not oh, going to talk tagging. about those today, oh, but like we've definitely grown up a lot since then. But definitely as kids, if you were to hold stuff like that against us now, 
I think would be very awkward. It'd be kind of, we'd be very different people. The things that we were okay with, the things we said, the things we did would not fly now. And it kind of leads to the conversation I wanted to bring this week uh, for just kind of the big topic is uh, something that's been pretty prevalent in current pop culture and social media is cancel culture. So the culture within a culture. And just uh, that's something I want to analyze kind of with y'all trying to get some views. Um, Kind of an ugly side of the past. You know, we talked about nostalgia, which was like the really good stuff. And we want to stay there. But right now, cancel culture is one thing that's happening, which is bringing things from the past and canceling what it sounds like is like you we don't support those people we don't see their movies we don't watch their sports teams or we don't let them succeed even with and that's celebrities with normal people if you find out like they have this view or they do this and that social media is really fast to find their business leave bad reviews those people get fired and it's you know and it's not necessarily like i'm not and so let's kind of analyze is that okay so an example like in the big world right now um, is like Ellen DeGeneres is currently on the cancel culture block for reports that it's a bad work environment behind the cameras. And that's in a lot of deliberation of wanting to get her replaced. People come out, do their stories. Uh, a organization that I'm really, and I'm really big about is relevant, uh, who really did inspire this. So if y'all ever want to talk, hit me up. Um, relevant, like they had the same thing with a cancel culture that was actually like pretty, like not racial friendly, not, you know, female friendly and Cameron Strang, their founder, he's, he like took a sabbatical about it and he's a lot better now and he's grown, but that's good. But you have other examples of like this one woman, you know, accused a man of not living in the neighborhood. He was African-American and they found her on social media from this like two minute clip and like ended her business. Like it was closed. Uh, but then there's also examples like Cameron where, you know, he's grown and he's changed Ellen DeGeneres, you know, that's in deliberation, but I think you understand the stuff. Sometimes it is really rough. Like, uh, when, um, Darian, who's uh, House of Cards? Kevin Spacey comes out. I remember this. I was at the gym reading about it because you were like in the middle of the series when this came out, but like that he was like a sex offender and stuff like that. And that was behind Hollywood and Hollywood's in big flames with the QAnon stuff, which we are not qualified enough to talk about. (laughs) So that's such a deep rabbit hole, but with conspiracies, but you get the idea, but Kevin Spacey isn't in anything anymore. It's kind of hard to watch his films and that's part of cancel culture. So I'm not, I'm not about to go into a conversation of fitting them, but is this okay? Because another rough side of it is you get the people like athletes that are being drafted for the first time and people will bring up their tweets from like 2011, 2012, uh, and it's 2019, 2020. They've grown three to seven years. Um, things have changed since then. You know, they may not say the same things and feel the same way about stuff. And a lot of them have changed, but we still feel no, at the best moment, we need to tear them down for the worst things they've ever said or done. Uh, I just saw in one state, um, a guy that just won the, uh, he just, uh, won some political office in his area and they're bringing up like he, he leaked nudes of these girls when he was 13 and that, but now he's 19 and you know, he's trying to make a better place in office, but people are bringing up, no, 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 we can't have this guy and a guy in our office. And it's actually, I'm seeing a lot of like debate on that. Cause it's like, it's been six years. You are not the same person when you were 13. And now that you're 19, you are different people. You're not the same person when you were 13 and 15 and people change and grow. And he has shown, you know, he has shown, um, he has shown remorse for those decisions and he wants to make better. At least from what I've gathered, don't blame me if I don't know anything. See, don't cancel me. Cause that's another thing. You don't have it right. You're not qualified to talk. So we don't listen to you. That's like a subsect of cancel culture. So that's a really long winded issue, um, uh, kind of introduction to it, but I think you get the idea and that's mainly for, you know, the audience that may not be as familiar or you've heard the term. Um, so with that being said, do we have any initial thoughts on cancel culture on if you just straight up think it's dumb? Um, and, uh, does it, or does it make sense to you that we got to this point? I personally will say like, I hate cancel culture. And I think like, that's something we need to start, uh, grappling, like grappling with as the church, but you know, I'm gonna leave this rest of the conversation to y'all right now on and any initial thoughts, um, so, oh, <laughs> Grant, I just feel like people, people always want to feel like they're doing something and that they're standing for something and that they're being relevant. And like I said, taking a stand for something. And I feel that people are so quick, like just so quick, like something will pop up on social media, like overnight and people who don't know all the facts about something 
or like how things happen. We'll go on these long rants about these things. And, you know, for me, I'm just not the type of person that wants to be so quick to talk about those things. And, and the funny thing is the very next week, those same people are going to be talking about something else. And I feel like that's a huge issue. If you, if you really feel that strongly, then stick with it and do something about it. Don't just post on social media you know, and that might be a controversial thing to say, like, do this. But like, if you really feel strongly about something, I think you should actually do something instead of just talking about it for one week and then calling it a day. Um, so you, I think yeah, that's you, the hard part. You would say, you know, we're very fast to jump on something. Um, we're very fast to put our to elevate ourselves, essentially. Right. Um, it's not even like the research aspects of it and not knowing. It's it's not it's not we're not. You know, at least one thing I want to focus on there is you bring it up. We want to elevate ourselves very fast. We want to make ourselves seem better, and cancel culture is a very quick way to do that. Uh, whether the results and research is true or makes it better, point that's not the point. The point right there is, no, somebody sees something and they see a great opportunity to say, you know what, I'm above that. Let me let everyone know I'm above this thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, Noah, you had something. Yeah, actually, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Well, no, Grant was, that was really good, and I was thinking about it. Uh, cancel culture, is, to me, is scary sometimes just because it's – part of me thinks that, like, the whole aspect of justice being served, darkness being brought out into the light is a very good thing sometimes because you can see some really messed up stuff when you pull back some layers, you know. But at the same time, you see a whole lot of innocent people get hurt too, and – a whole lot of not just maybe not innocent people sometimes but stuff get blown out of proportions people don't know all the facts and i would hate it if for all of a sudden all of twitter put a microscope on me and judged me for one thing i said when i was 14 i would hate that and i would find that very unfair so you know i i really think it just comes down to well i guess i can get an opinion on it later i just think it's very uh it's hard to define sometimes like right or wrong it's per situation darian why do you think we kind of became where this mob thinking comes from because a lot of where cancel culture comes from is like it's a popular thing and it's very you know it's it's a lot of mob mentality where, where do you think this comes from um i think that people just have a hard time swallowing the pill that people are like not better than them but more successful than them um, I mean, just naturally, yeah. humanity is very insecure, very jealous. Like we don't okay. like seeing people be more successful than us. And so when you have these huge, you know, famous superstar people like Ellen DeGeneres, who's arguably one of the greatest talk show hosts of all time, like naturally the first thing that comes out about her, you're going to jump on because you want to make her look as more human as you can so that look you look more closer wow. to her level. Okay. Um, yeah. I just think that people are naturally insecure and jealous and whatever we can do to bring those, that, that level of greatness back down to us. Um, you know, people are going to do that. And especially with social media and, um, all the tools that people have now, it's just, it's easier to be successful today, but it's also easier to end somebody's life. So, yeah, it's not, yeah. And some of the, sometimes it's not unfounded. Like some of these people, like, you know, with, any type of like sexual harassment stuff like that like that's not okay like no one is ever gonna be okay with that and there are situations where yeah we need to we need to call people out on their crap but then there are other situations where it's just like hey i have an opportunity to tear someone down and this is how i'm gonna do it and so let's finding that balance um and so you know with with this podcast with you know casually spiritual network but you know we always bring a faith element to it i want to kind of see how does this coincide with christianity clarence do you think that a cancel culture works with christianity like does does that make sense yeah i'm gonna say uh for me personally i don't think so i don't think it's biblical at all uh and that's going with darian said is um really is like to bring them down it's like that's not showing grace to anybody uh that's not like i don't know i just feel like cancel culture is really just tearing us apart as people like and it's just mind blows me it's like oh we want to have like a unified country slash world but like you're two seconds and you're canceling that person for that one thing you know and i just i don't know that's not love that's not grace that's nothing really and that's not what god's called for anything i don't think so so but so do we need us draw do we draw lines on certain things is that is that how we figure it out are there things that we're more lenient on are there positions that we're more lenient on 
I think it's really easy to let bias get in the way. Like, you know, if for political stuff, if you typically are on the Republican side, I think it's really easy to get, you know, ignore some things that aren't re- right on that side of you know, candidates and just political members over there. And I think it's the same thing for the Democratic side. No matter what side you are, it's always easy to be biased. So there's an the, element of bias, yeah, that we're going to say, hey, because you're in my corner, you know, I can I can subvert that. Now that mm-hmm. you're against me, you know, I'm going to I'm going to scrutinize this and we have a tendency to do that. Oh yeah, it's way easier to hate somebody or be mean to towards somebody that you already don't agree with and you just want to tear them down more. It's just twice as easy to fall into that. So so when do we get to the part where can we get into a trap of ex- so say we're on the other side of it, do is there instances we extend grace too much? Is that is that a possibility? Is that a thing to extend too much grace? I think so. I I mean, for me, I'm somebody who always, always, always tries to treat people the way that I would want to be treated by others. Like, and that's my baseline. And you know, obviously, I'm not perfect, but that's a good thing that I always keep in mind. And I've messed up. I've done stupid and foolish things throughout my life. And if some, like Noah was talking about it like earlier if somebody was to take a microscope to my life in the last five years even it's just like you know my life is night and day from where it was even a year and a half ago I wasn't yeah I I was single then and like that's not even like a a flex but like things have changed a lot yeah yeah two years ago I wouldn't have felt like I was in a place to even be in a relationship yeah Um, but it just goes back to you know God chooses to cast our sins as far as the east is from the west God gives us grace. So why are we so quick to to cut down people when we find out something that they probably already repented of in a lot of ways? So are you saying we can't extend too much grace or we can? I would say that you, and I guess I'm not answering your question, um, you can extend too much grace because people can take advantage of that too. Um, so how, how do we recognize that? How do we decide as a society to do that? Or is that, is that even like our responsibility? I think it, it, it becomes a personal responsibility on an individual basis. I can only control what I can control. And if somebody wrongs me, you know, obviously I'm going to forgive that person because that is what I am charged with as, as a believer. I feel like we're all charged with that. But at the same time, just because I forgive somebody does not mean I'm going to put them back in the same place of my life. So it's, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Yes, I'm going to forgive somebody and there's grace in that, but that doesn't mean they're going to be my best friend coming over all the time, being like knowing every detail and update of my life. So, so yeah, I guess it is a little bit of both. I think that, um, I mean, cause when we talk about cancel culture, mainly dealing with like big, yeah, uh, like celebrities and stuff like that, um, I, I, this is going to sound cliche, but personally, like, I don't think greatness can be denied. Right. So when someone's a genuinely good person and they're a leader and they're called to be a leader and they're called to their platform, you can't deny it. Right. When you look at all the times people have attempted to cancel people versus when people have actually canceled people, look at the people who stayed under, you know what I mean? Kevin Spacey, that was awful. What he did, like all the, all those kinds of celebrities who actually absolutely got blacklisted terrible. But when you look at like Kevin Hart or somebody like that who have multiple times been tried to cancel, you can't cancel it. You know what I mean? Like they're repenting about it. They say that they grow. Um, Whenever somebody's destined to be great, you can't deny it. No cancel culture can cancel that because most people can see through all of that. Um, I mean, Tiger Woods is a good example of that too, honestly. Right. I mean, and that necessarily doesn't have anything to do with the Bible or extending grace, but I just think that when someone's called to be great, um, you're going to have adversaries. They're going to try to tear you down um, and it can't be denied. So Hmm. I think the biggest thing that kind of frightens me with cancel culture sometimes is because it's not the mob justice isn't grounded in anything real. Like, and what I mean by that is I think like, I like the biblically you cannot get out of the reaping and sowing principle. If you're doing things that are going to get you canceled, then lo and behold, you will be canceled. But what scares me is more that the mob culture doesn't identify a lot of the times with God and his standard of right and wrong. So what's the standard of right and wrong? Like, why do we cancel somebody? And I think a lot of times, like it could be good reasons. It could be bad reasons. It's just that it's, 
not lined up with what God thinks all the time, and that's a, way more terrifying to me. You know, it's it's not grounded yeah. on anything permanent or true. I think I get that. Um, just yeah, there's there's something to it that you know we're trying to hold people to a standard of justice, but where is that justice coming from? What is your morality, Darian? I think you're bringing really good points. Uh, a lot of like perspective to it. Um, cause yeah. And like you said, it's not necessarily biblical, but it is how society works. And it's, it's almost a commentary on society and almost this picky choosy kind of thing. It's like, yeah, with Kevin Hart who has had issues, but he keeps rising and nothing really stops him. Or sometimes like we just forget what people did and we're just happy to see him again. It's like tiger. And so, and, uh, no, you bring up tiger woods. And I think some people would argue, well, he's, you know, he's been out of the spotlight for so long. He's learned, he's reconciled. And there's something to the growth of that. Um, but, or is there, is there an aspect of time? A lot of this, I, I brought it up in examples. So the Ellen DeGeneres stuff is something apparently that stuff has gone over time, but then there's things like the athletes that are students and, you know, they grow up, become professionals. And we bring up old tweets from years ago. And also with that 19 year old politician from years ago. Clarence, do you think that there is like, is there, how does time work? Is there, is it for certain people, there's a certain amount of time? Is it like, is there a flat amount of time? Why, why is it that, how, how long is too long to be like, Hey, that person has definitely grown. How do, how do you determine that? How do, how are we supposed to think about that? You feel? I don't really think it's a time thing. Like time has a factor in it, but I think a person grows if they want to grow. Uh, if they put in the work to grow, uh, like me, for instance, in high school, I'm not the same guy as I was, I was as I was in high school. But like, amen. obviously, I've grown. He said, "Amen." A lot of people say, "Amen," honestly, for that. But <laughs> um, realistically, though, I put in the work. I've like leaned in. I've tried to grow myself. Like, and people see that, you know, and they want to like, oh, okay. So I don't know. I think it's one of those things. Is like in time, yes, you'll get better. Like in time like going back to tiger woods or uh even justin bieber i'll say justin bieber uh people oh, always that's a good one i will say justin bieber because people are try always trying to cancel justin bieber but like uh justin bieber now is not the same justin bieber as he was as a kid and it's crazy because he's been famous basically his whole life i'd say but that does a toll on you obviously we're not in that same instance at all but it does a toll to you and so he's gone through that like and he had a downfall and we all know about the downfall and everything but uh he's doing the work he's done rehab he's done what he needs to do he's been reading his bible he's hung around the right circle of people to grow and like to get out of that and that is the person he is today but he's not saying that he's not still growing he's still growing you know what i'm saying does that yeah. make sense I think you can tie it back to Grant's point uh, whenever he was saying like, you know, with social media, it's so easy to say these very, very like crazy accusations of people and quick and be done with it, right? Like if you got something to say, put your money where your mouth is, work on that issue, make it a priority in your life. But people just like having the luxury of, you know, typing something terrible out, ruining somebody's life and being done with it. So whenever they resurface 10 years later, you already got your satisfaction of canceling somebody. So you know what you've moved on to the next fat thing or whatever. Uh, people aren't actually serious about making change and, um, you know, dedicating yeah. their life to something. They're just wanting to be part of the fad and, and jump on it and then jump back off. Yeah. So, and we can, we can sit here. And I think we've made our point across Shirley. He's like cancel culture. It, it does not line up at, we feel like biblically, like we need to have more of a people. And it's not even that like, no, this is anti-Bible. It's that it's, it's anti-people. Um, it's very anti-people. It, it's taking humanity out of people. But not only that, it's that it's, you're using it for gain. Oddly enough, your tearing down is for your gain of feeling better about yourself, of having a honor system, of having a justice code that you may not have been grounded in that you that may not be founded and that you're following other people i think y'all gave some great perspective now so we can sit all day and we can say cancel culture sucks cancel culture this and that but then we need to bring it to the other side because if we don't address what to do how to respond then we're just gonna say cancel culture bad but now we're gonna let people off no no no, that's not true at all there's still an aspect uh there is still an aspect because if there is biblical justice if there's biblical grounding we need to talk about that so so say 
Like, for example, somebody's trying to get a job at a church or anywhere, and you find out like five years ago they're part of some sexual harassment scandal, or they have been convicted of certain things, or they just had these tweets and views. Basically, what? how is the proper way that we approach people that have had controversial past is what I'm asking right now is... Is it different for certain people, for different positions? How do we actually approach? How should we go about a situation uh, where cancel culture is happening? Do we let do we let people get away and just hope it works out? Or what kind of practical steps is growth look like? Um, and I really don't know who to throw this to. But yeah, what would you say a practical Christian way of cancel of not cancel culture but like restoration i guess that and maybe i'm maybe i'm giving a preview but how would restoration work as i would i would prefer a grant i would just say it comes a i mean you have to look at how consistent somebody is in what they're given and if somebody is stick if somebody sticks around and shows you their character and you see the fruit of who they are but then you find out you know you've known this person three years and you find out something they did 10 years ago what I know is what I've seen and the character that I have seen and the fruit that that has borne. So there, I mean, within that, in my mind, I know that person for who they are now and can thereby go by that regardless of what has been done in their distant past. I mean, if it was, you know, a year ago and I was never told about it, that's one thing, but people change. People truly Mm -hmm. do change. I mean, my life is an example of that. Um, There are several pastors at my church, like, that have like checkered pasts, but God is using those pasts to help people who are struggling in, in those areas. And so, I mean, like there are some things that like practically we don't want to put somebody with like X thing in their past in certain positions, but at the same time, that doesn't mean they can't have any role, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think practically it comes down to, I heard someone say this one time and it was a really simple way to put it, but their prayer is that, uh, they were talking about a coworker, and it was that um, their prayer to God was, God, only let me have your opinion about this person. And because at the end of the day, if you ask me, like, if I look at a situation from outside, God's going to be the one in charge of putting people where they need to go, not me. And so if someone, like, you know, that has a scarlet past or they have something like that, if they're coming into my office for a job application, or, you know, for a, a, some kind of job at my church or something, and that comes up, God led them here. God's going to be with me in this room while I talk to him. God's going to be with me in the room after. He's going to be the one that knows everything. And he's going to be the one that's going to be to provide the peace to make the right decision or the right call in those kind of moments, I think. So simple as it is, go back to the guy that knows that person best. That's the Mm. father. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Noah completely. Like making those decisions, uh, especially if it's within the church, uh, that's something you need to pray about. You know, you need to take time to think about and everything. And then um, really just listen to what he's saying, you know, because uh, there could be two people eligible for the job. There's one guy that's never done anything in his life, uh, like bad or anything. Like he's the perfect person for this position. But then on the other spectrum, there's this other guy and he may be a risk, but, you know, that could be the guy, you know, you never know. Yeah. We look at the disciples, I mean, they were all in ministry for a long time, and then they all made the mistake of, you know, leaving Jesus kind of high, or most of them made that decision to leave Jesus high and dry. They all got back into it, though. Like, they were all, like, they all got to go back into ministry, and it exploded. So you can't write someone off. That's that's not right. Yeah, I think that's all. Um Really good. Just, you know, we have to analyze character now and just how does it reflect on past? I think there's definitely people like if they've seen repentant and this goes for all level. I think that's a scalable, uh, you know, as like, let's just call it like as normal people, you know, we can analyze as they are now where we spend a lot of time with people now. It's like, hey, I know back then you were like a jerk or, you know, not well liked, but I see now that like you've made a lot of strides to be a better person and I see that in you and I want to grow that in you. And so let's take a chance on people that may have had issues. And to Grant's point, I, you know, I think a lot of churches may reflect this and maybe it's controversial, but I, you know, I, I see where it comes from. It's just like, you know, if somebody has a history of like sexual offenses, we're not going to put them like in a place with like 
our children. We're not going to put them in those spots where it's temptation, possibly, where it's it redraws their past. But I think that's also a cool part of the gospel and also what ministry is. Like, There's so many aspects that you can be a part of. And so we need to look in to that is where what can we do now and how can we put them in a place that restores them and then that uh, that also goes to even celebrities is that um you know if 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 stuff is bad as things are reported now in certain places that person needs to grow we they don't need to be canceled we need to stop calling them to end their lives we need to start calling them to growth we need to start calling them to being better we need to start saying hey like we're determining instead of determining if they're valuable and able to be a leader, we've determined if they're valuable as a person instead. And maybe that's controversial. Like, no, you need to be a good person, do this and that. It's like people are gifted and good at different things and maybe they've slipped up, but like we can try to make it coincide. Like, yes, some mean people are really good leaders, have a really good organizational thought. So maybe they got to learn on that aspect of treating people nicely. Like as simple as that makes it sound like, cool like let's figure out there's an in-between instead of canceling them as a whole human being let's call that part of growth is like hey i can recognize that you have a skill in your sport that you have a skill in your acting your leadership but you also lack in your empathy and sympathy and we need and for this we need you to grow in that not you're not qualified because now we start unqualifying people um is something that we need to really look into as christians and that goes for celebrity yeah grant I was just going to say, and even another thing that goes along with it is sometimes if you completely deny somebody an opportunity, you're going to be, I mean, a factor in them going back to that life because if they never have a chance to walk out of it, you know, what's keeping them from going back? Because I I know of a ministry that's about sexual integrity and, and providing an avenue for other men to walk that path. The leader of that ministry, I know, I mean, has had several, you know, he has several skeletons in his closet in that area. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's go- that's going to be an accountability factor. Yeah. So um, with all that in mind, it's that, you know, somebody and one thing we're never going to stand for and be OK with, you know, se- like the sexual stuff, like harassment, like that's not going to be OK. Like, yes, those people need to be away. And but at the same time. We can't just throw them away forever. But if they were to take the steps to rehab, to, you know, isolate themselves, to grow, to maybe make amends with people they've hurt and you don't have to um, and you don't have to let them into everything. But we can't just say like they're done forever because otherwise we say people don't grow and we need to start looking into how do people grow um, in that aspect I wonder if you can hear me type. <laughs> you can leave that in, David, or you can do that. Exactly. I have a loud keyboard. Y'all forget that. Um, oh, I don't forget it. With that, you know, so let's take somebody that has that, um, that has those issues, and let's instead say, hey, you know, we could map out. Because then when you cancel somebody, we can easily go, hey, what do you want from them now? And if your answer is just to end them and cancel them and take them forever, and you have not led a path where they can grow or what would make it better in your mind, then really like you haven't helped and like you're contributing to the pressures of society to be perfect. And then you've held people to an unrealistic standard and that's just not fair to anybody. But when we start saying, Hey, Let's get you people to walk with you. Let's get you people. And that goes for all levels. People like you and me, that's our authority figures. That's why accountability exists. Um, You know, I think a big part of, you know, like somebody like as Kanye West is he, he's still very controversial. Uh, Fun fact, Darian, did you know Kanye actually qualifies for the ballot in Tennessee? I saw that today. Uh, Fun fact. Um, But I think he's had people in his life that really care about him. And it's like a 50-50 coin with whatever he's going to do. But I think there are still people that care about him. And he's tried to make amends. So you may still not like him. But I think there are some people that also recognize he has people walking with him. I think Tiger is somebody that's been repentant. And if we hold that forever... You know, are, are we going to ignore the good that, you know, that they've made strides to do? Because I think some people that have been canceled have made a comeback and you can be happy for them. Uh, and to be admitted, I think on a big scale, celebrity scale, that uh, that doesn't happen as much. But I think maybe as a society, 
a culture needs to happen. A cancel culture needs to go to a restoration culture. And that's what we're looking for. And it starts at a smaller scale to realize as a society, we're not all perfect. Um, we're just humans and we're all grading. And I think we find that in a basis of we understand the gospel that we're not perfect in God's eyes. And so as a Christian standpoint, we understand that. How do we put that into the secular world, which is a conversation for another day, but that's something to consider. Um, but yeah, cancel culture has been something big on my heart. So I definitely want to hear, I think y'all actually brought some really good perspectives. I think Darian, you definitely bring at the end of the day, this, how the secular view works and that maybe like, yeah, it makes sense. The greatness thing can't be denied. I think that's something like really good to imagine is just, you know, whether it's Christian or not, like people are going to rise up with the grit and the grind. And even if they're like the worst people, you know, they're going to put the effort and things are going to happen. And it, but at the same time, it was a good commentary on society doesn't care at the end of the day. They're in for the, a lot of cancel culture is in for the moment. Uh, like Grant alluded to, like, hey, this is something fast to make myself feel better. So y'all brought so much to think about in that. So I I encourage you, who, you know, as the audience, and maybe this is something I should do is like, you know, uh, you know, something to bring to your friends. Who have you canceled that maybe you didn't think about how you'd want to see them be better and have growth? Uh, did I think this is a really fun conversation, guys. I'm glad we did it. Um, before we go, I just want to remind you that uh, we, when I say casually spiritual network, that's part of the casually spiritual podcast, a show that I do where I interview friends with their stories, some of which have to do with the restoration, uh, from where they've been some issues that they've had and how they've grown from it. So I encourage you, please listen to that show. And hopefully with enough, you know, backup, we're going to restore that show and season two will come out eventually. I am still hoping cause it's still the main show. I'm trying out some other things. Is my story interesting enough yet, Alec? That's not a thing, okay? Don't worry about that. Grant will be on the show. No. Everybody will be on the show one day. He said no. So he and we'll said. talk about and we'll talk about that later, all right? Um special thanks to our friends that help on the show behind the scenes, Kayla Fletcher, Catherine Price, Garrett Bryan, Jordan Lynch, my other roommate, me and Grant's other roommate for letting us record and we're being really loud. Um thanks uh all the wives currently living with Derry. Darian's wife and Noah's wife, not that they have multiple wives. They're all leaving with Darian. <laughs> oh. uh, shout out. Solomon yeah, 700 shout Club. Like shout, shout out to Kelsey. my mom for giving birth to me. So I shout out Caleb here. and uh, Braddy. Braddy, sorry, because when I think of Brad, I actually think of Grant's friend Brad. Shout out, Brad. Shout um, out, Bradley we'll Barnes. He's a great dude. Braddy. Shout out, Braddy, for letting us record. Yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, shout, shout out, out Sarah Abby. for shock, agreeing shock, to marry shock. me and making this podcast. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. I have to yeah, drop it at some point, you know. Yep. Uh, hey, you know what? I, I'm going to start doing this again. Sorry. Uh, Noah, why mm. should somebody subscribe and leave a good review for the show? Because uh, um, I've never done it. Um, oh. It's We've really, only done it once, and it was Darian. It's really wow. funny. We've done it twice. And what you'll find out is that uh, there's a community of people that actually do enjoy this, and I think it's going to be really cool once other people can have their own conversations like ours, except for a whole lot longer and a whole lot more personal and deep. So I hope that you guys get to experience what we get to. That's why you should listen to this. Well, that's wow. a good enough reason that's for me. That's a good reason, though. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the last thing I that's need a to say. reason. <laughs> <laughs> So far. Um, well, purely average. With that, you know what? Before we start arguing about his review of our own show, uh, I'm going to get us out of here. So, I've been your host, Alex Angapai. I'm Darian. I'm Clarence. It's Noah. And I'm Grant. Okay, y'all are so sad to leave the show, but hey, we'll see you next time. We'll Wait, what do I click? Is it the red button or is it the stop? It's the it's stop. It's the stop. Stop. It's baby. <laughs>